Hello and welcome or welcome back to Morning Cup of Controversy. My name is Ryan. I'm your host. And my name is Sarah, your new co-host. This week we're just gonna be a little bit more relaxed than normal, so let's jump right on into it. Alright, so let me um, address the elephant in the room. Yes, there is a co-host. Uh, we say new co-host, but there's never been a co-host to Morning Cup of Controversy before. Uh, I have an official co-host who will be on every episode now. So, hello, Sarah. Yay! Hello! <laughs> I'm Sarah. Um, so, Ryan and I met through Bumble. Um, we kind of just met. We met up pretty quickly and kind of immediately clicked and we just kind of stuck together from there and now we're pretty good friends and she can't get rid of me (laughs) and I'm on here now and y'all are stuck with me too. Yeah, so you guys are going to have to get used to her voice. Um, So yeah, let's just keep things rolling how we typically do. We're going to move into the question of the week. For this week, um, I let our new co-host pick the question of the week. So I'll go ahead and let you ask me the question of the week. Okay. So what is your reason for getting out of bed and carrying out your responsibilities every day? Okay. I was thinking about this one for a little bit, and I think the best answer that I could come up with was just, like, self-fulfillment. Because I feel like there's a lot that I want to accomplish in my life, And there's not really a whole lot of, like, reasons for me to do those things other than the fact that I want to do them, you know? And so I think it's important for me to go out and, like, push myself to go out of my comfort zone to do things that I wouldn't normally do just because I want to do them. Like, things that I'm curious and interested in learning about and doing and, like, seeing firsthand. Like, I want to go do those things. And so I think that's, like, my motivation to, like, just push myself a little bit more every day than the day before so that I can eventually one day do all the things that I want to do with my life, you know? Yeah. I think that's probably my answer to the question. Okay. But what about you? So, I guess I've got to go with my man, Will Smith, here and say (laughs) it's the pursuit of happiness and, like, I want to be happy. I want to, I want to see the world, eat the best foods, and just live life to the fullest because why not? We only get one life on this earth, and I think we should be able to enjoy it. I just strive for that every day. All right, so y'all let us know down in the Q&A section under the Spotify episodes what your answer to the question of the week is. And just as a reminder, the question of the week is, what is your reason for getting out of bed and carrying out your responsibilities every day? Now, let's move into the topic of the week. This week's topic of the week, we decided to do something easy. I had a lot of fun doing my solo um, Unpopular Opinions episode, so I decided let's do Unpopular Opinions 2 for our first episode together. And yeah, so what better to go to than Reddit for Unpopular Opinions, (laughs) right? So here we are scrolling on Unpopular Opinions. We come across across five topics that really, really stuck out to us. So we're going to go ahead and start with topic number one. Sarah's going to read it out for us, and we're just going to go from there. So go ahead, Sarah. 
Okay, so the title of this one is Please Stop Using Beauty Filters. It looks and is ridiculous. As the title says, what is the desire to upload photos to social networks with filters that change the tone of your skin, even the color of your eyes and the shine of your hair in an exaggerated way, when you know that there are not your features? What happened? You don't like how you are physically? Get to work on it instead of wanting to give a false appearance like those normal looking people who change their brown eyes to blue eyes in photos ha 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 what's the idea <laughs> bro you killed that honestly that was a great way to read that i love, I love that okay i am gonna just go ahead and give my um unfiltered opinion on this so i think that a man probably wrote this i think that oh, for sure. somebody with a penis that is really small wrote this you know like uh -huh. um I don't think anybody uses a filter because like I mean I'm sure there's people who use it mostly because like they don't like the way they look I have mm -hmm. an old friend specifically who I knew used one filter because they liked the way it made their teeth look and like they weren't happy with the way their teeth look so they used this filter because it made their teeth look better or whatever and I get that like, that's one thing, but I think that's, that specific thing is what this post is talking about, whereas, like, when I use a filter, I just think it's, like, cute, you know? Like, right. I'm, I'm not using it because I'm like, oh, like, my eyes don't look cute in this, like, I wish my eyes were a different color and I need them to be a different color for this picture, like, what, blah, blah, blah. Like, you know, I, it's like, it's more just because it looks cute and I just like the way it looks, less of, like... Um, trying to change the way my appearance is, like this guy made it seem. You know what I mean? What do you, how do you feel about the, what he said? Quite frankly, look, you know, your girl thinks I'm cute as hell. So I don't need a filter to make myself look cuter. So I think that, like you said, this was definitely written by someone that has a small penis. Yeah. <laughs> um... <laughs> So, I don't really take much stock in the words that he's put into his post, but obviously he feels very strongly about this. I only use filters when sometimes a girl wakes up and she's looking a little rough around the edges and you need a little pick-me-up and that's okay. You know, you just need a little smooth around that, you know, that face. Hey, a girl needs any help she can get. That's okay. And that's fair. Mm-hmm. We think, wear makeup, but what's wrong with the little filter? Just soften some features. Period. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Um, I think it kind of says, like, a lot that there's only seven comments on this, and it's still one of, like, the top comments or, like, posts in this Reddit. What are the comments? That's what I was about to say, is this top comment right here says, sounds like someone's Oof. been catfished. <laughs> Yeah. And I think that makes a lot of sense, to be honest. Um, somebody commented underneath that saying, Oops, showed up for a date and found out his date wasn't a walking beauty filter. Oh, the harshness of reality. Ooh. I think that's probably the biggest issue when it comes to, like, filters is guys feel like they're being catfished because women use filters. When in reality, like, the filters don't make you look that different. No, they like, don't. Like, you look pretty much the same. And even if you look different, it's not, like being catfished by like 
a mm-hmm. whole different human being than the picture. Like, have you ever seen Catfish? Like, the, that show is pretty fucking intense. Yeah. These people are getting, like, seriously catfished. That's a whole different person. Literally, like, quite literally a whole different person. If they're telling you that's the filter, um, home skillet, you're being lied to. <laughs> literally gaslit. So, yeah, I think that comment kind of speaks volumes. <laughs> um, so we kind of took it easy on the first one. Let's go ahead and move on to the second unpopular opinion that we found on Reddit. Alright, unpopular opinion number two. Let me read this one. So the title of this one says, Falling in love online is ridiculous. Yes, I'm kind of piggybacking on the previous post, touching on the subject, knowing someone through texts and calls. So thank you to that person for reminding me of this opinion that I have. Actually, quote, falling in love, end quote, with someone online is ridiculous, especially if you've never even FaceTimed. If you say you have an online boyfriend slash girlfriend, you don't have a boyfriend slash girlfriend. You're single. When I see slash hear people saying online so cheated, I can't take it seriously. Because how the fuck are you expecting someone you've never even met to not have a real life and be faithful to you. You literally don't even know this person. So yeah, I believe that people can meet online and then in real life and then have an actual relationship, but fully online relationship is pure silliness. And then edit, I know who the fuck am I to say what's real, a real relationship or not, nobody lol, but this is just my personal opinion. And that's what this whole podcast is about. Personal opinions. They all matter in some way, shape, or form. I'll, I'll let you go first this time, Sarah. What do you feel about this personal opinion? You know what? I agree with homeboy. Homegirl. Whoever they are. Um, okay, okay, okay. To an extent. To an extent. Now, they obviously feel like you can't create a real relationship with someone that you've met on the internet and haven't had real interaction with and i feel like that you know that's that can be true but it almost kind of touches back to what we were just talking about in the first unpopular opinion with the catfishing thing right (laughs) exactly like do you really know if you're talking to the actual person you're talking to like how are you ever going to know if you've never met them before but in reality if you ever get to that point where you actually get to meet them and, you know, become long-distance relationship, then, yeah, maybe you can get to that point where you can become a serious relationship and fall in love. But there's a lot of different factors there, time frame, like, there's too many things that can go wrong. And when you finally do get to that point where it's like, hey, we can finally be together and see each other regularly, like, is it really going to work? Uh, who knows? Right. And I think the the fact that he said, especially if you've never even FaceTimed, I think that should have just been the only point. Oh, um, yeah. I think that should have just been their only point. Like, straight up, if you've never FaceTimed somebody, then they're not yeah. your boyfriend or girlfriend. Red flag. Like, yeah, because if you have FaceTimed the person, then what? Like, are they then your boyfriend or girlfriend? Like, how do they how do they feel if that's the case? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And, like, they, I know that they admitted, like, they don't really have any right to say, and this is just their personal opinion, but I think my personal opinion is if you have FaceTimed with that person, if you know that person, and it's more like, you know, you knew them, 
you went to school together and then like they moved somewhere and you know you end up like reconnecting and mm -hmm. like that kind of situation that could be a different scenario because you do know that person in real life maybe you mm -hmm. don't have the means to like FaceTime each other on mm -hmm. a daily basis or on a weekly basis or any basis at all you know what I mean but you do have connections with people that you have either met in real life or that you know to be a real person and I think those connections are just really different for everybody like for me an online connection might be different because I'm engaged mm -hmm. than for another person because I do have online friends and I have like met a lot of people over the internet but other people who are single like and looking for connections meeting people on Instagram or Snapchat just from across the world or even like um, TikTok like that's such a big one right now where people are meeting on TikTok every day and you see a lot of people who moved across the country they met on TikTok they moved to each other and like you know created a real relationship like I think this post should be like strictly for people who have never FaceTime or like met the other person in any way shape or form yeah because it feels like otherwise there would I like otherwise I do agree like if their point was strictly if you've never FaceTimed then I would agree with this person but the fact that they're like adding that in is just like a side point like that shouldn't be a side point that should be your main point of this you know what I mean yeah it's like way too it's a lot more nuanced than just like be between I've never met the person before rather than I've known this person for a really long time and we're just reconnecting now and we're starting this relationship online. That's two completely different things. 100%. Yeah. Let's and I feel like they really should differentiate that in their post. Uh, yeah, I agree. Like I said, like, that should be their main point, you know? Like, Definitely. That shouldn't just be, like, a, especially if you never, like, no, that should be... It should be if you've if never you've met never this person face, Yeah, if you've never FaceTime, if you've never met, then period, it's, it's ridiculous. It's fake. Whatever. But because the other thing on this is if you've never met this person before and you're starting this relationship and you are two grown adults who do work and have the means, I feel like, and you're, fa and you're falling in love according to you. I feel like you should try to make an effort to try to speak to this person, FaceTime this person, see this person at some point. Otherwise it is sketchy to a that, degree. Exactly. Yeah. How have you fallen in love Otherwise. with this person but you've never met them? Yeah. No. Most um, well-adjusted people don't fall in love with someone that they've never seen face to face or met in some way shape or form like I said Correct. you know yeah let's see what some of the comments this one has a couple more comments than the last one did so comment on the top says my AI chatbot partner says <laughs> it's, <laughs> no. it's important to remember that I'm a machine and not capable of romantic relationships but I got enough love for the both of us <laughs> oh wow okay well that comment wasn't really um it doesn't look like there's many... Okay, well, here's here's maybe a, a, a reliable comment, Sarah. <laughs> Falling in love is about feelings only and can definitely be premature on shaky ground. One-sided and delusional. It's still falling in or falling for. That different than being in a secure, strong, stable relationship. You can fall in love and it be built on BS with no future. That doesn't mean you didn't fall in love. Okay. 
That's fair. I agree with that. And that kind of, I think that just kind of goes towards the point of, like, never really having met the person. Like, that might be a comment, like, if you've only ever FaceTimed this person. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, you may not be really falling in love with the person. Mm-hmm. Because I feel like falling in love is also kind of a, um, it's kind of a subjective term, you know what I mean? Because everybody feels love in different ways. Everybody feels yeah. like they fall in love in different ways. But you may fall for someone's personality or, like, someone's yeah. face on camera, you know, like, the way that they look when they, whenever you're on FaceTime with them. So I kind of see where that comment's coming from. I feel like people on Reddit just don't really, like, <laughs> know how to <laughs> express things fully and maybe we're expecting too much from these little Reddit you know what trolls. I take this one as? The heart is a fickle thing. There you go. Let's just, you know what, let's just leave that at that. And let's move on to unpopular opinion number three. All right. (laughs) Okay, so topic three we had to add in just strictly for comedic relief because it was, it just, the title of it made us laugh when we read it. So, Sarah, go ahead. (laughs) All right. WWE is Cirque du Soleil for rednecks. The acrobatics are legit, very impressive, and there is clearly some skill and intense training involved. The crowds are jammed full of camouflage and beer cans, though. Don't get me wronged. It's a good time, but the crowds are just very specific. I think this one is actually kind of funny for us to talk about because we both are ex-female wrestlers. Mm. And so neither of us wrestled for, like, our whole life or anything. But we wrestled in high school, okay? And so... When we tell people that we wrestled, they're like, oh my god, I love WWE. (laughs) Yes. And it's like, bro, WWE is straight up acting. Like, that is acting. And don't get me wrong, like, I don't know if any any of our listeners have ever heard of TMG, Tiny Meat Gang Podcast, Cody Ko and Noelle Miller. They're obviously, like way more um out there than us but they're one of my favorite podcasts and they did like a cody and noel do or something like that and it's like they tried wwe for a little bit like they did like a wwe thing like a whole (laughs) they did a whole like routine or whatever right and they like it's a lot of work like he said don't get me wrong like it's well he didn't say this he said it's a good time to me it's not a good time like it's kind of embarrassing insulting like i'm not really a fan of wwe no don't get like i said don't get me wrong i agree that it's a workout like it's a it it puts you through some something it's someone's job it's a job it's an it's an it's a skill it's a someone gets paid to do it it's a sport it, I it is a sport, yes. I would put it very low. I would put it near golf on. Yeah. The f- I wouldn't do it. You know, like that. Maybe that's just us because we actually did the sport and like trained to be wrestlers, like actual wrestlers, and not like actor wrestlers. You know what I mean? Yeah. <clears throat> no, like the amount of times that I've someone's asked me like, "Oh, have you ever like just." what is it like a grand slam on someone and I'm just like um you ever suplex somebody yeah do you know how often people actually get suplexed (laughs) not very often unless you're watching like the Olympics or the like um division one wrestling like 
you're not gonna see suplexes every other day, no. bro. Like, you don't see suplexes, like, being practiced in wrestling practice in every high school in the country, like... And when I ruin people's, like, hopes and dreams when I tell them, like, do you know how much of that is actually real? <laughs> yeah, I know. The WWE stuff yeah. is straight-up acting, like this like, guy said. those people so. train to make those moves look amazing for you. Literally. Like, they practice every single day. They are professionals. Yes, so we agree with this. We agree 100% with the title. The way that he described it, not so much. We obviously would describe it in a very different way, probably yes. because we come from a different part of um, the people against WWE. Mm-hmm. I think he's just against it because he wants to see something a little bit more entertaining with less rednecks in the crowd, mm-hmm. um, which is totally a personal opinion on him. Cool for him, but, you know. Yeah, I feel like the crowd that you see at, like, actual wrestling matches, totally different than the crowd that you see at WWE. A hundred percent. Yeah, I agree. Um, let's see what some of the comments have to say. Oh, wow. Oh, The okay. top comment disagrees with us a hundred percent. Nah, this is just incorrect. Wrestling crowds these days are largely full of nerds. I honestly can't say whether or not that is true or isn't true, because I think we just agreed with the, the author you know of this. But have, like, have any of these people ever actually wrestled? Yeah, Maybe we're think, just biased. I think that's the thing, is that yeah, a lot of people, a lot of people who think of WWE don't actually think of, like, actual wrestlers, and that's the problem, and I think even this comment, probably, this commenter probably even was in that same boat. Right. Um, Which is completely fair. Right. You go through the phases where it's super cool when you're a kid, then it's lame as a young adult, then it's days of our lives with these badass, with badass choreography. Okay, so he's basically saying that one was, um... He's ba- in this comment. He's basically saying that WWE is like a soap opera with bad choreography for like rednecks. You know what I mean? Which yeah. honestly, fair. I somewhat agree with that one. Yeah. And uh, you know, with that, I think we're good. Let's move on to number four. <laughs> now this one, <clears throat> number four. <laughs> This one may be the only one that we disagree on in this whole episode. Now, I... It's it's my turn to read, right? It's my turn it to read. It is your turn. Okay, so I'll be reading this one, which means Sarah gets to comment first, which kind of makes me mad because we disagree on it, but let me go ahead and read it. Stop reading. You can't read it yet. <laughs> you have to listen. <laughs> you just have to listen. Okay. <clears throat> Alright. The title of this one is, I Fucking Love Spoilers. Listen, I know it's not uncommon for people to hate spoilers, but on the other hand, I absolutely love them. For example, if I'm watching my favorite TV show and a character just got shot, I'm pausing that episode and googling that shit. Is he gonna live? Is he gonna die? Is he gonna bleed all over the damn tile floor? Or is he gonna get back up and whoop that motherfucker's ass? I don't know if it's the anxiety of the plot that gets me. Also... I do this for romance movies. Yes, I'm ashamed. LOL. All right, Sarah. How do you feel about this one? Yes. Absolutely. Why? 100%. Because a girl has to know how it ends. And so the moment I see, like, okay, so I start off a movie, whatever it is, and I probably get maybe, like, 20 minutes into it, 
And I started thinking, oh my God, what about like the next hour and a half? And I'm like, I need to know. So you watch I the movie. absolutely <laughs> need to know what happens. So I look up the Wikipedia and I look at the plot and I'm like, oh my God, this is what's going to happen. And then I like to see how the story unfolds and I'm like, well, the director did a wonderful job. Or otherwise I'm like, wow, they did a shit job at developing this. So let me, let me just, um, put this idea in your mind. What about if you watch the guy get shot, right? Yeah? Yeah. And then you just finish watching the movie to see what happened. But you see, my anxiety girl just would look, not let me. Look, I'm the same way. Like, you know, mental health girlies, right? <laughs> okay, we bonded over our mental health. Um, but... I think, like, I don't know, like, like the, like the author of this post said, they're ashamed. I don't want to purposely be ashamed. Like, I'm not gonna sit here and let myself be ashamed, because I, if I looked it up, look, okay, I like to watch Love Island, right? Have you ever seen Love Island? Um, Stupid no. reality show, love TV show, whatever. No. Okay, the last, I've never ever not finished a season of Love Island before I looked up all the characters on, all the cast on Instagram to see if they were still together, right? Mm -hmm. Until this last season. Because I got so bored of watching all the drama that they were creating mm -hmm. that I just went on Instagram and I looked. And I didn't even finish the season. I didn't finish it. Because I was like, you know what? I already know that none of them are fucking together anymore. Fuck that. I don't want to see who wins. I don't even give a fuck who wins. Like, at that point, I was so mad that none of them were still together, yet I'm sitting here rooting for this one couple that I'm like, they're literally soulmates. Like, they're going to be together forever and then come to find out literally less than a full year later they're not even together anymore. Girl, bye. I can't. And, like, for books, like, can you... Oh see, my hold god. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. But if that were me watching Love Island that last season, I would be like, hold the fuck up. How did this bitch start out this season with him and then end the season with him? But they probably didn't. That's the thing, because they probably all ended the season together and they got they broke up after they won the fucking show or something. Like Well, exactly, and that's what I would need to know. You need to look up who won that season of of Love Island right now because now I need to know, honestly. Well, there you because go. You don't even remember. So you should have watched that's it. That's one you thing that I it. didn't even like look up at that point because I was like, you know what? Like I said, I don't even I didn't even care who won. Like But you know the funny thing is um whoever this is says that they're ashamed. Guess what? I'm not ashamed. I would be so ashamed. Why? Literally, like, Why? like, let me tell you for an example, like, the books that we've been reading, we meet, I started a book club, okay, okay. For, for my podcast listeners. When it comes to books, it's a lot harder. It, See, that's it, the thing. It's not the same with books. It's not the same with that's books. That's what I, that's my main point with this. It's like, the books are more important because if a TV show gets spoiled nine times out of ten, I'm still gonna finish watching it. When it comes to reality shows, I'm not as much interested... I'm not as much interested when I know what's going to happen. Like, with the couple reality shows, if I know the couples don't end up together, I'm like, fuck it, I don't even care who wins at this point. Like, I know they're not going to be together, so blah, 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 whatever. But, like, with a book, if that shit were to get spoiled, I would be furious. Like, I would literally rip the book in half, burn it in my fireplace, 
and then take the ashes and, like, bury them in my backyard and, like, literally sob and have a funeral for the book. Like, literally, I would be devastated. (laughs) Wow. Period. Wow. Because, like, I'm trying to imagine somebody spoiling either of the two books that we just read for February Mm -hmm. or, like, any book I've ever read in the past, and I'm like... I would literally cry. Like, I love to read thrillers, and those thrillers, like, you don't find out until the last two or three chapters, like, how it really, really, truly ends. And, like, if that got spoiled, I wouldn't, like, the book would be ruined for me. See, weirdly, my thought on spoilers does not apply to books. That is Makes absolutely no sense. (laughs) I know. It makes no sense. I'm sorry. The new co-host is a hypocrite. I'll (laughs) accept it. I'll accept it. I'm sorry. It just... I don't know. Because with books... Okay. I will say it still kind of applies in the same way to books because I still like to read how the story develops. I still like to see what happens to the characters throughout the book. Even with movies, too... Um, I still like to see what the director does, the images, the costumes, everything. Because once I see it, it's almost like it's seared into my brain. I remember the scene. I remember what happened. And I like to think I have a pretty good memory. So once I see something, it's like, I'm going to remember this. So even if I read about it, I still have to see it to see what happened in this movie. What's this about? So for me, I guess in a way it doesn't matter if I read about it. I still want to watch it. And I guess it's the same thing for books. So, in a way, that's why spoilers don't matter to me. But I can completely understand why they matter to a lot of people. Yes. So, I think, you know what, as long as we can come to a middle ground on that and say, you can appreciate spoilers, but don't fucking spoil anything for me because I will be furious. Okay. Then we're good. Yeah. I think we can agree to disagree. Yeah. All right, so let's move on to our final (laughs) unpopular opinion, number five, which I think we're both really excited to um, talk Mm. about. (laughs) Yeah. Here's number five, and um, let me just tell you, we're both excited for this one. So take it away, Sarah. All right, so most people with mental disorders don't use it as an excuse. I'm so sick of the stereotype that most people us people with mental disorders try to use it as an excuse to be lazier to justify bad behavior. In reality, most of us are so ashamed of our hidden disability that we don't even tell people we have it, let alone try to use it as an excuse to justify something. I remember as a kid purposefully not using my accommodations in school because I wanted to prove that I could do things that, do things on my own without help. My mom withheld my diagnosis from me all my life because some doctor told her not to tell me because I would probably end up using it as an excuse, which fucked me up because I went through my childhood feeling like a failure and everything I did wasn't good enough when in reality most of it was due to a disability I didn't know I had and a lack of resources to help me. Had I knew, I wouldn't have given myself such a hard time, but of course I had to suffer because of this stupid stereotype. Yes, there are people that use their disorder as an excuse, but it's not a lot. Most of those, most of those people I can guarantee are the ones who self-diagnose themselves so they can justify whatever shitty behavior they do. As for the ones that actually do have a disorder, they were probably raised by their parents in an environment where they can do no wrong because of their illness. So they eventually exploit it because they know they can get away with it. So if anything, take the problem up with society and tell them to stop fucking and fanalizing their disability disabled kids and making it seem like they can't do anything wrong. No one comes out of the womb pre-programmed ready to use their disability as an excuse. 
to start off my response, I would like to say that I can agree with this person when they say that um, they tried to do everything that they could to not use their disability as, a, as an excuse or not use what they couldn't do as an excuse in school, right? Because I got put in a 504 plan when I was a junior in high school. Like, most people get put on a 504 plan in middle school and it carries all the way through to the end of high school because of some type of mental handicap or disability that they're, that they're dealing with. I didn't accept my disabilities until I was a junior in fucking high school, and that wasn't even the correct diagnosis that I got at a later age, right? And we know from personal experience that some people do like to use their potential self-diagnosis as um, an excuse for a lot of things in their life, and when it comes down to it, you know, they're really embarrassed when... It, when it comes to a moment when they say, you know, I have whatever diagnosis and there's somebody in the vicinity that knows somebody with that diagnosis for real that like genuinely struggles with that thing, you know what I mean? And it's like, you can't just sit there and try to self-diagnose yourself and get away with it in any excuse, in any situation in life and expect people to just go along with it. Like, you're going to get called out at one point oh, or another. Oh, for sure. Like, I knew, I, I, I've met this one person one time, like, I only met them the one time, and they, they were going on about how they sometimes, they, they, they sometimes had problems, um, interacting with people because they were autistic, and I was like, oh, that's really interesting. My husband's sister's autistic, and they, um, immediately kind of just got a little quiet didn't say much after that um and didn't really interact too much in the conversation from there but you know come to find out they weren't best person <laughs> not really surprised but whatever that's neither here nor there um and then I have another friend who I later found out I'd known for quite a few months wonderful girl sweetest girl sweetest pie um we were actually my I had a friend that actually made a little autistic joke it, she she didn't mean any harm by it but it was just a little comment and my friend says oh um I'm autistic and we're like oh no no way and she's like yeah I am actually and we've known this girl for months like we she's spilled her whole heart and soul over to us and come to find out that she's autistic yeah, like, I think that just kind of speaks to the fact that there's, like, a difference between using it as an excuse in certain situations and then just, like, pointing out the fact that you have this diagnosis. Like, when yeah. somebody's making a joke about it, just to, like, make it apparent. Because the, the first person we were talking about used it more as an excuse for different things that they might have done in that scenario. For you. Whereas... Yeah, whereas the second person that we talked about that you just mentioned, they just were saying, hey, just so you know, like, I am autistic, like, not trying to, like, make it a thing, I just want you to know, like, before you make other jokes about it, like, yeah. not that that offended me, just saying, like, you know, it, it there's a difference between right. using it as, a, as an excuse and genuinely just pointing out the fact that you have the diagnosis and, like, making people aware, you know? Right, yeah. Like, that first person, 
in that situation, I felt more like she was trying to get pity and attention because we were talking about our mental health problems. And it was kind of a moment like, that's, you very obviously don't seem like the type. You're very vocal, very charismatic. Not that someone with autism can't be, because obviously it's a spectrum, but, you know... Most people who are low on the spectrum don't, like, air themselves out like that. And th- I think that was the main point of you bringing up the second person was that, that you had known that person for months and months and months, and they never felt the need to bring that up in conversation because they were low on the spectrum, and it didn't affect them in a daily basis. Right. Whereas the second person, you met them the first day, and they were like, hey, you know, I'm autistic, and I just thought that was, like, something to mention, you know? Like, it wasn't like we were asking or, like, mm-hmm. talking about those intense things like we weren't talking about diagnosis we were talking about just general being like having mental health disorders and like having mental health issues and like dealing with that on a daily basis we were talking about like specific diagnosis and I think that's kind of also what this person is talking about it's like when you bring up those things like most people who have any type of diagnosis whether it be anxiety depression eating disorder BPD multiple multiple personality disorder like those kind of things autism people don't just like like bring that up and tell people like first thing when you meet them you know absolutely not there's already so much stigma around mental health and And even depression like just depression on its own why would you want to tell someone that you're autistic not that there's again not that there's anything wrong with it because I have my own mental health issues I wouldn't want to air out but it's just the way that this person went about it exactly Mm -hmm. you don't tell those things those personal things to people on the first the first time you meet them not until you get comfortable with someone unless you are absolutely like confident 100% in yourself just give no fucks about anything quite frankly I don't meet too many people like that and I know damn well this girl was not one of those but no you just mm, I and I I know many people aren't gonna be the types to do that yeah and um yeah, I think, I think that was a pretty deep topic, and I think we'll probably dive into that a little bit more in a later episode. So, yeah, I think I think that was enough of those unpopular opinions. Those unpopular opinions are really hard to talk about, to be honest. Sometimes they're a little bit frustrating <laughs> for some people. Um, thankfully, we pretty much agreed on them for the most part, but maybe next time, maybe you guys could send in some unpopular opinions that you feel like you have that maybe we would disagree on a little bit more. So, let's go ahead and move on to the quote of the week. Candy corn sucks. So, for the quote of the week this week, we really wanted to just do, like, a a tribute to our friend Trent. So, we just pulled two quotes from the internet. We pulled two quotes from the internet. So, (laughs) the first one is, A man is not hurt so much by what happens as by his opinion of what happens. By Trent. Do the best you can. By Trent. Alright everybody. That is the end of Unpopular Opinions 2. Thanks for listening and thanks for having me as y'all's new co-host. Don't forget to check out the description for resources of all kinds. Um, a link to all of our different socials. We Really appreciate y'all's love, and we will talk to y'all next week. (laughs) Bye!